Welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion, episode number 354. My name is Brando. No, I'm not going to say it. I had a listener that said, don't say across the pond. We're going to talk to listeners from across the pond. Big old pond. Uh, I, I'm not going to do that. You know, I'll, I'll give him a shout out because this was, as as I'm joined by, uh, we got to start out chaotic, just like the Guns N' Roses shows in London. <laughs> so we get Jack mm-hmm. Jocks, or Jack Cox, I should say. The one. Or, sorry, I'm not using <laughs> the <laughs> obvious right. joke having Cox in my mouth. Should I just say it? <laughs> so that really that just came to me and james brown do i should i you know the hardest working no not that james brown he, he's he's bad. i've seen him live you, have you he was supporting the red hot chili peppers in 2004 unbelievable <laughs> wow i can't yeah that show happened good for you yeah yeah did you, <laughs> I would have, you wouldn't have done this. You're, you know, I barely know you and I know you're a classier person than me. You didn't wear like a shirt that said, my name is also James Brown. You know, you didn't go and say, I guess my name too. No, no, I would have done No, that. but in school I had stick off everyone because my name, oh, it was terrible, <laughs> terrible. Hang on, boys, 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 what's going on here? You're going on about your name. My surname is literally Cox. James Brown, <laughs> and you've got an easy ride. <laughs> very, very true. Very, very true. Oh, I love it. So this is going to be a fun episode. Joined by James Brown, Jack Cox. They're, um, I'm very grateful that they're just not just Guns N' Roses fans, just like me, who are just want to talk about them. Because I know many, just like me, many of you just, they don't have friends or family that want to talk about Guns N' Roses all the time. So this is your outlet, <laughs> Appetite for Distortion. Uh, Jack reached out to me. Via, I always say, conversation continues in between the broadcast and social media. However you contact me, Jack sent me a voice message, as some people do. Not everything is always needed to be typed, and, you know, it's very cool getting a, a message from an Englishman. Just a very appropriate, so I know it wasn't a spammer, you know, it was real, <laughs> requesting to be on the podcast. So just let me say, first of all, Jack, uh, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate you reaching out. And, yeah, so, and you went to night... One or two? Night one. I've, normally when they come to town, I try and go to both nights. But, um, I was yeah, night one. I was sat on the train on the way home, and I so nearly came back to go to the second one. But from from what I've heard, I'm I'm probably glad that, that I didn't on that one because it wasn't any uh, – things weren't resolved from the night before, let's say. But, yeah. yes, night one. Yeah, we're going to get into that. And, and, James, you were at both nights, right? No, James just the first one. Oh, you were just at the first one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. So you know what? This actually leads perfectly into a lot of different things, which we may need to do two episodes for London since it was two nights. Uh, double London Jive. We may change the name of the episode. <laughs> That's better. That one works. All right. Double London Jive. What did I say the first time? Off air. 
I thought I said double, double Tottenham drive, double that. Double London. I don't, I don't know. Uh, all right. Well, I probably screwed it up off. See, I screwed up on the air and off the air. So double London drive. So we might have to do two episodes. And before I forget, because I want to give them shout outs to other listeners that were gracious enough to volunteer, but life gets in the way. I understand it. It is hard, you know. Uh, so the Hot Spurs podcast. So um, I, I think I need to get them on because I know nothing of the Spurs. I... My God, I've never heard of this team before ever in my life. And this past weekend, wow. yeah, I know, a dumb American. <laughs> I'm gonna, you know, our football. We barely use our feet, so what do we know? And Scott Jones, who also reached out, uh, so I just want to make sure I don't forget them and say thank you to both of them. So the first night, you know, I love doing these reviews. One thing was when it was in America. Maybe states I visited, maybe states I didn't. Here, completely different experience. So it really starts out with, you know, I don't know if I've, I don't think I've seen a concert at, because a listener asked, a European listener asked, what is it comparable to a ballpark? Like seeing a game in Yankee Stadium. I was hoping to see the Foo Fighters at City Field this year. Obviously, right. we know with the loss of Taylor, that wasn't going to, and City Field being where the New York Mets play, the baseball team. I don't know mm-hmm. if I need to specify that. I'm sorry, because again, I'm dumb. I don't know, you know, all the all the Premier Leagues and the soccer teams. We, I don't even follow ML, MLS, so the Major League sure. Soccer here. Um, uh-huh. I'm aware of it anyway. Uh, but what I started to see, we all look forward to just the show, the set list, what's coming. But it was the en route to the show, so. Like were you like were both of you there early? Because like many of us, especially if you got GA seats, you want to get there early or you want to get there. And James, I'm going to say this throughout the episode, so hopefully people reach out. If anyone has a lithograph, James would really like a photocopy or a trade or buy it off you. So right? Yeah, that'd be brilliant. A you know a photocopy of it because I've missed out on both London shows now, 2017 and this one. Oh, okay. That was my misunderstanding when you said when I thought it was both nights. You meant both times with the last yeah. time and now with this time. No worries. So yeah, I mean lithographs are very cool. Very cool lithographs. Yeah. Um like what what was the reference? It was kind of like a British monarchy. Everyone looked very cool. Of course only the slash and duff and axel featured on each one and then they had the uh the robot which I now have tattooed on my arm. Very cool. Finally, if I can point my very own. cool. If I, can, if I can point it correctly at the camera. So, <laughs> um, I guess Jack. I mean, you know, I'm gonna ask James. Since you won, we're really eager to, to get the lithograph. Did you go early? Well, I went with my wife and her brother and her friend, and we were supposed to go up on the train. But last minute, we decided to go in a car. And he was supposed to pick us up at 9 a.m., but he picked up at 10. So we got to London late. So I didn't get to the stadium till half past four. And the gates were opening at half past three. So I was pretty angry <laughs> at that point. Where were you commuting from? Like, was it a far trip for you to get to? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it took us uh, three three hours, 45. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's 
That's rough. Did, were you expecting that? Because it's like when I go to usually when Guns N' Roses comes here, for the most part they play. This is the big, I guess, stadium that I, I've seen them in. So I guess this is more comparable. And shame on me for not even thinking about it. Um, the, the I almost call them the Meadowlands. It's MetLife where the Jets and Giants play our version yeah. of football, the American version of football. Even though, again, that's <laughs> only part of the game. Only part of the game. Um, and I. The, not my favorite place to see a show with the acoustics normally. We'll get into that specifically because it's usually – it's so big, but that's what you get out of stadiums. But driving, you guys may not know, from just New York, Queens to New Jersey, you wouldn't think that's that's pretty cool. It's it's not as close as you think. With all the traffic, it really is it's, – it's crazy. So you have to plan ahead. Were you expecting it to be that long? Was it more traffic than usual? Because this was – Correct me if I'm wrong. The first major event in the stadium? I mean, first That's major true. concert? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So did you expect that three and a half hours, or did you expect there uh, to get there in like two hours? Well, I was expecting us to get picked up about 9 o'clock. Um, when I found out he wasn't coming at, until 10, I was pretty angry. <laughs> you know, so terrible. So terrible. What- and so when you finally got there, were you, and I guess this is the big thing, when people were waiting outside for hours, not being allowed to to go in yet, were you, were yeah, you we, waiting or did you bypass we, all that from being late? We got off the tube at White Alley Inn and obviously at half past four and we noticed the queue was massive. It Nobody was going in and we thought, oh, what's going on here? So we we went to the pub for about half hour and we came back to the line and it was still massive. So the people who were supposed to go in at half past three were still there. Then you had people coming in later joining behind them. So it was it was chaos. It was chaos. Uh, take me through, Jack. What about you? Hmm. Who were you with? Because James was with his family, you know, he's already agitated. I mean, he had traffic, but then it's you get there, and it's like at least I'm going to get into the stadium, and you're you're stuck. Mm-hmm. So how? Take us through your beginning of of your day. Um, I made the mistake of going out the night before, so it was a bit of a slow start. Uh, <laughs> to be quite honest with you, so I'm I'm, I'm down in uh, in Hove on the uh, on the coast. So it took me about an hour. Well, it took me longer than that, hour and twenty to get there. And I, I took the piss on the train station. It was really full. So I was walking down to try and get in a carriage that was less full. And the fuckers closed the door on me. So that was another <laughs> half an hour gone. So I sat there with my sunglasses on and my, my bandana just in the sun. Um, yeah, then I managed to, to find my way onto, onto a train. And I stopped off in um, Blackfriars, got a mate there. Um, so we went for a beer and some lunch. And I met up with a guy called Joe. Joe Willett, and I met him at the 2017 show. I, I love this guy from when I first met him. Um, he's got a, a KFC colonel tattoo on his leg, and we bonded. That was it at the nice. first show, and I got a great video. He disappeared, and then he came back to me right at the end when I was recording Paradise City with the pyro. He came across me with his shirt off, swinging it around, being carried by the crowd. I was like, yeah. So we stayed in touch. So I met up with him and his mates uh, about... Um, half one maybe, and then we just sort of drank until about half four. We got there. We didn't – it might be because I was hammered, right? But we didn't notice anything 
anything untoward. I didn't know about it until I was in the stadium that people were struggling to get in. I went into a different exit around the side or entrance, I should say, around the side. And I, I flew in, absolutely flew in. But the people I was with took probably another 40 minutes to get to me. So I just grabbed a beer and I met up with um, Max from, from the band and um, his girlfriend was in there as well. So it was about eight people in, in there all together. So yeah, it was quite a nice afternoon. I'm glad because for the most part, at the end of the day, which we're obviously we're going through the steps, people are like, sure. oh, I would do this again, you know, despite all this. But to really set the stage and maybe, James, since you experienced more of it, and it was reported in um, my London news pretty quickly as it was happening because if you were following on social media, I was following the ha- just hashtag Guns of Roses, and you could see all these pictures of – Fans being stuck outside. I've been here for three hours. I've been here for three and a half hours outside in the the, uh, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and people fainting, not getting drinks. Uh, did like w- James? What did you see? Was there security out there? Were you being? Was it, were how was the communication as far as when you were going to be let in? Because it seemed to, nobody knew why. At least tell us why. At the time, there were yeah. just it seemed like nobody knew why they were not being let in. There, there was no communica- uh, communication, but the line was massive. And when we got our um, tickets scanned, we had to go up, go up another st- um, staircase, and I thought we were in. But there was another queue, and oh my god, you had to put wristbands on, and there was five people putting wristbands on. So you're talking about <laughs> the, the whole floor of the stadium had five people putting wristbands on that m- number of people. It was cr- And people were saying to me, you know, it was getting late and they were supposed to come on stage a quarter of seven. Mm. And they, if we miss the start, there's going to be a stampede. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, uh, it, it was crazy. It was crazy. It makes you wonder, you know, the the planning again, because this is a premiere. I, I remember I almost offended somebody saying that uh, just I guess I was flippantly just saying, you know, the stadium was a problem. It's not that the actual stadium that was uh, that's that's bad. It was kind of the, the planning that was because why yeah. would you only have five people do that? And this is a, a major stadium that hosts. And again, this is my American American ignorance. A, a popular team, right? This is a highly no. Atten- no, it's not a popular team. Whoa. It depends whoa, on who whoa, you. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, I'm uh, guessing Jack is an Arsenal fan. Are you not? Oh, right then, you're right. No, no, I'm not. I'm not an Arsenal fan. I'm, I'm a, a Newcastle fan allegedly, but I love football. But I, I changed teams a lot when I was a kid, so uh, I stuck with Newcastle in the end. But I love it. But I just love winding everyone up, you know. Uh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Tottenham fan. I'm sorry I to think- hear that. <laughs> I've I've been to the stadium twice right. for the soccer matches, and there's been no problem at all. You straight in, sure, no problem. But um, it was crazy how you know how this event was managed. It was crazy, okay. really bad. I'm pretty sure that when Guns came to London, it was the same thing, but for the West Ham Stadium, the Olympic Stadium. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that was their first event, and I. I'm sure it was them that I saw there. Uh, It was horrific to get out to that time as well. And that's the worst crowd I've ever experienced. That was getting out. Um, Didn't have any problems getting out this time, though. I I was right out the door as quick as I could. 
to be honest. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. See, that's why I'm glad you had a few things there. What I noticed just from following is the the day or the the weekend of Guns N' Roses and just, uh, and we'll even get to the sound issues. We're not even there yet. But just the the back and forth between the football fans, between, <laughs> I just thought it was just really funny about people just saying, ah, oh, typical Spurs. And then I'm like, I don't even know what this means. And, and again, in my head, I'm thinking the San Antonio Spurs. What did... What did Tim, you know, Tim Duncan do to anybody? So it's it's uh, it's been a, quite an education this weekend thus far. Uh, and then James, since you said you've been to the games themselves and they're normally pretty equipped, it just yeah. makes you think, you know, who dropped the ball, so to speak? If if they know, uh, if they can, they're normally equipped. Were there not enough? <laughs> I don't know. Was there a shortage of people to hire? Uh, did they not expect? To, I mean, guns was. Was it sold out? Was it near sold out? I'm, I'm not even. I should know that, but I'm not even sure. Um, Looks sold out. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it definitely did. So, uh, James, when you finally got in, where did you? Where were your seats? Well, we were on the pitch, on the, on the field. Okay, okay. And what about you, Jack? Yeah, I was the same. On um, if you're facing the stage, we the the back right. Um, yeah, just, just after the sound desk, I think. Around about where I was, but yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I'm glad you guys got in. But the the sad part of of the wait, whether you know who experienced it more or not, not just whether you got there super early or not. Michael Monroe, he, that act was he was axed. I mean, that sucks. I mean, yeah. I never thought. I don't know about you guys. We all played these Guns N' Roses like wish games. Uh, what if he came out for Ain't It Fun or Bad Obsession? And, mm. you know, Michael Monroe, who's been on the podcast, is such a great guy. And you want him to have this opportunity to play for Guns N' Roses. And then they, he has no show. So it just sucks. And you want. Did he get a show the second night? He did. He did, thankfully. Uh, I think it was a little brief. I think everybody was, was abbreviated. And I think, again, we're going to do probably a London part two to talk about that, where things were not much better the second night with letting people into the stadium. You would just think, I don't know, you would go on like Indeed.com and hire some more security people or something or not use wristbands, something maybe more like Tron. Again, I wasn't there, so I'm doing my best to get you know, your perspective, yeah. everyone's perspective on it. For me, it's, it must be the promoters. Is it, I'm sure it's Live Nation. It was Live Nation's event. I would have thought. Sure. Um, so I, I, the only thing I can gather is from what James was saying. If it hasn't been going like that, and normally from what I know about um, how these things work with football games, is they are well run to try and stop fans getting together and having that, that the crush and you know, people getting mouthy and things like that. They just want people to, to get on and get home and want it all to be nice and quick. So it doesn't surprise me that it's slick. So the only thing I can think of is that the it's, it's not been run by Tottenham and they've outsourced that um, that security like requirement or, or, or that to, to Live Nation for them to deal with. I, I'd assume that, that has to be it for me. It seems like the logical thought process, I, I really. Uh, I think the major thing is, and you would see some fans... I saw it online would say it, but thankfully the real GNR fans came out in full force being like, oh, typical Guns N' Roses. And they had nothing to do with it. You know, they had, yeah. so they had zero to do with it. And what's uh, interesting, I don't know if the, if the mic picked it up. God bless you. Thank you. <laughs> to, my wi- to my wife. 
Now I can I can I can actually say that. Oh, you know what she <laughs> said? It just reminds me. I'll go say it here because uh, she likes absurd. Which like what what woman likes absurd? That song. Uh, yeah, she's like, I do, I do. <laughs> we were watching Stranger Things last night, mm-hmm. and she's like, I'm sorry I'm saying this. She's like, do you think Kate Bush has a bush? <laughs> so I want to give you I want to give you credit for that. That was just really funny to me. You'd hope so. I think she'd be letting the side down if not. And she's a woman of the 70s, right? Yes, right. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, Bush. Definitely. Sorry. See, I'm like, I see something shiny. You know, and this will, I'll tie back to Guns N' Roses, how I'm kind of like that dog that sees, squ- like, you know, a squirrel. It's like, a oh, squirrel. Uh, I, I won't be paying attention to the TV. Or just, I like it on in the background normally. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. that the Thor commercial comes on with Sweet Child of Mine. And I'm like, oh, God. And you kind of just react. Like, Why is Guns N' Roses on TV? Oh, it's a Thor commercial. So, I don't know. I get distracted easily. So, see, I'm just like you guys. Even though I have a podcast, I'm just like you. We're just hanging out. It's uh, nice that you've remained grounded after all this time. Right? Yeah. <laughs> just like yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That's what we want to call it. Uh, so, <laughs> Jack, what, is, hmm. what was the last time you saw it? Like, how often do they come? And it's something I've, I've been able to truly appreciate from doing these fan reviews is how spoiled I am being in New York City and how they come how, how mm-hmm. often fan, uh, bands come here I mean Buckethead is coming here you know it's it's crazy so how often does Guns N' Roses come to uh, this area it was quite good recently I mean I saw them in 2010 2012 um, 2017 I think is when they, when they came I think that's what you said Saw them then both nights, and I saw them in Prague and Paris as well. I can't remember which one. I think Paris was the last one out of those lot last time. Um, and then, yeah, now now here again. So I think it's every every sort of two three years. Whenever they do a proper okay proper world tour, they'll come and they'll come and say hello. I think they're quite well. Um, well they're very well received here. I think we like to think of them as as our own almost, uh, which is obviously not true. Um, half of Slash will take that, mm-hmm. um, but 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 yeah. So uh, I think they do us. They, they treat us quite well, to be honest with you. I don't know if James agrees, but yeah, I certainly think so. Yeah, James. How um how often have you seen them? What what years have you seen GNR? Oh, um, two thousand and two in London. Cool. Nice. Saw them in Download Festival two thousand and six. Cool. Wem Arena two thousand and six. Um. I didn't go to the 2010 ones because I don't know. I just didn't connect with DJ Ashba. Did not. I thought with a top bat, and I just did not think it was cool. So I missed that tour. So I saw them with Jack in 2017 at West Ham Stadium, and obviously on Fridays at the Spurs Stadium. Very cool. And I I have a special bond with those who have seen. Guns N' Roses in 2002 for some reason. Well, not for some reason because that was my first time seeing GNR as well. And mm-hmm. and also shout out quick other you know my my squirrel moment when I guess think of something. Uh, shout out to the person who was selling a 2002 a Chinese Democracy shirt on eBay. Kind of has that gold liony kind of monster. Oh yeah, yeah. So I I bought one when I went and. I don't know. It was like it ran big, and I cut the sleeves off. I cut the bottom off. I just, I butchered it. I just destroyed it. Unless I want to look like I'm in, uh, 
you know, the village people. I don't want to. I'm not wearing. So I actually, I guess, cut it out as like a back patch now. But I've always wanted the, the shirt. I'm like, I wish I still had that shirt. And uh, I just bought it off eBay in size medium, perfect. Because I'm still, I haven't grown since 2002. I guess. Um, so- I've got a favorite shirt. One that I picked up at Download in. Oh shit! I saw them in Download as well. I even forget how many I've been to. But uh, they did a really nice one at Download Festival, and it was purple, and it had a um, I can't remember like some kind of goblin type thing on a motorcycle, and I thought that was really cool. One of my girlfriends, one of my my girlfriend at the time, ruined that <laughs> in the wash. So I'm always uh, I'm gutted about that. But yeah, I like that one for sure. Okay. So keep that in mind, and also you, James, because at the end, I want you both to tell me your favorite piece of uh, Gunther Rose's memorabilia. Like your, it could be a shirt, it can be a, you know, a ticket, a picture, whatever. So just put that in your little hat um, if you have one, and think about it later. Uh, James, so when you were there, what were you looking forward to the most? Was there a certain song? Was it just being with your family? Was it like what? Did you, what expectations did you have for the show? And I guess what did it meet it? Did it exceed it? Was it less than? Tell us your review. Well, we booked tickets for when was it? Two thousand and twenty. Obviously, COVID hit, mm. and um, my wife was supposed to come with me then, but we had a little little boy, so Aww. she couldn't come. Obviously, to that one. No, no, two thousand and seventeen. Sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. He was. He was. He, he was born. <laughs> he was born only two months before it and she she had cold feet oh we can't go so this time around I made sure she had come and so I was happy with that but my my brother-in-law was worried about Axel because he's heard rumours about his voice and I was like there's no need to worry and as soon as he opened up with it so easy he looked at me and he just nodded his head as if to say oh yeah it was spot on nice Oh, I love that. Uh, so that's a special moment right there, you know, between you and your and your brother being like, yep, told you so. He's good. Yeah. And I, I'm going to want to get into, I think, why we're going to need to do eventually, you know, a part two, and I'm just acknowledging it now, that Axel, and we'll talk about the acoustics now, and I'm going to get your opinion on it, Jack, because you look like a musician. It looks like you can kind of tell me, you know, I, I, I won't be able to explain it as well as you can, the, the sound and the acoustics of it, but... Axel, one thing I'll acknowledge, and maybe you guys also can tell me, the Telegraph, is that's like what? Uh, kind of a rag paparazzi kind of paper, or is that something serious? It's more serious. It is serious. So there was yeah. an, an article that came out saying, and I, it's only there, that Axel, from this night's performance, first night, had an anxiety attack and slept at the mm-hmm. stadium. Which he acknowledged, saying that he slept at the stadium on stage the second night, but mentioned nothing about anxiety. So I just don't know if the anxiety part is actually true or not. I never like to, you know, put or, you know if Axel whether he wants that even out or not. If he had that, so I'm just kind of very careful about it. So I guess keeping that in mind, I guess I want to know what you saw that night, Jack, as a musician. Did you see? Because there were frustrations with the sound, which I, I even saw when the U.S. tour started in, um, in Hershey Park. You know him yelling at the sound guy, but still finishing the show and being a, a total pro. But frustration. Mm. There was a video that Megan slash his girlfriend was taking, and Axel's 
she just happens to be filming throws like I believe his earpieces or, or something at the state. It was a lot of frustration being reported. So what did you see? What was what's your review of the sound of it? The, the, the sound is probably the worst. I'm, I had a great time. Let me start by saying that um, I had a 10 out of 10 time. Um, I mean, I've put for me, I was looking forward to Locomotive because that's probably my favorite GNR song or well, top three. And I haven't ever seen it. And I have, I've been staying away from the set list because there was a time when I knew all the songs that were coming up. So I didn't want that this time. I wanted to just go and enjoy it and be in the moment of it. Um, True. So yeah, I, that's, that's for me where it falls down is that the set was cut short. They didn't play You Could Be Mine. And I was just left like, ah. That, that's a, a really good show for people that may be seeing them the first time. Because, um, you know, an hour and a half or two hours or whatever they did is very commonplace for any other act. But I know what um, what they're capable of, I suppose. So, yeah, I mean, the, yeah, the sound was the worst sound I've probably ever been to at, at a live gig. Uh, I normally wear earplugs because I've got tinnitus. Um, but I, I decided I'd take them out because, you know, how many more times am I going to get to see Guns N' Roses in, in my lifetime? So I thought, that's us burn the ears. Let's do it for this one. And I I could not, for the life of me, make out. There was a song that I didn't even know what they were playing. It turns out, it was, I think it was Witch to Lime Man, I think, okay. uh, looking back through the, the set list. But it took me about a minute and a half to actually even understand what, what song they were playing. It was um, all over the show, sound-wise. Axel was... Unless he was really pushing, that's the only time I, I really heard him. Or in some of the the songs, they're more stripped back, like Estranged. You know, when it's quieter, you can hear his his voice more. And I think he stopped at some point in Estranged, and he said, uh, "Can you hear?" Or well, I couldn't hear all of it, but I could hear him make out or say something along the lines of, "Can you hear me? Is the sound all right?" Or something, something like that. Right. Um, but I didn't hear all of that. And um, so yeah, you could tell he was, you know, not happy. I've definitely seen him have of uh, more frustrated days that's for sure he seemed he seemed in good spirits from what i could tell but um i didn't actually have eyes on him from where i was standing i was going by the 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 big screen so yeah okay yeah there that is what happened the reports and there were there have been videos since that have come out of course about that he stopped the show during estranged to kind right. of right i mean just take a moment to think about that and what year this could have been when this happened. <laughs> like if this was 1992 and that <laughs> happened, it's like, uh-oh. Yeah. D- duck and cover, you know, r- jump in a dumpster and just try not to get run over. It's going to be a riot. No. Let's start again. So it's, it, it's despite all the frustrations you'll see, I mean, it's, it's just, wow. Like this Axl Rose, it's a different one, but I'm all here for it. That despite the show being delayed an hour, because of the sound issues um, and whatever, if he was vocally struggling because of that, because I'm not a musician, I'm not a singer. I don't know how, you know, how the, the muscles in the throat are used, depending upon how well you hear yourself and how he sings. That can be it. Um, and also I guess I'm curious because I'm looking at the set list now guys for the first night, the song that you didn't recognize. I don't see uh, Wichita lineman in there. Was it, was it uh, maybe was it the Blackbird cover, the Beatles? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, that might have been it. That oh. might have been it. Oh, I mean, well, come on, you're you should know Blackbird. I mean, what country are you from? <laughs> awful, awful. All right. Well, yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't make it out. Could not make it out. Not for the life of me. 
Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Well, I guess another big thing is, because despite all that, and I joked around you know, on Twitter, as one does, with all this delay, maybe they should debut a new song. Um, they didn't debut a new song. However, they debuted Carrie Underwood. You know, I on officially on stage with Guns N' Roses. So she uh, she had her show at this uh, country country fest. Stagecoach, I believe it was called, and Axel came out, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, this is so crazy!" And now she's coming out on stage with the full band Guns N' Roses, realizing her childhood dream. She's the biggest GNR fan. It, uh, she can you can really tell it's not fake. Like that, she loves this band. So, uh, James, what did you think when you uh, when she came out? Did you? Uh, it's you never know with Guns N' Roses. That's what I love. Surprise guests. It's always a possibility. Can I first say um, I thought they sounded where I was standing. It was pretty really good. Yeah, really okay. good. I, I had no problems at all. But we could see, obviously, at the front, people were like lifting their hands up to say put the volume up. Mm. And wow. I spoke to a few people after the gig, and they were saying the first two songs they couldn't hear Axel or Slash. And I was very surprised because where we were, it was perfect. Wow. So, okay. Uh, Another good tidbit. T- uh, yeah, because it doesn't, it depends on where you sit. Absolutely. And the fact that you, maybe like you, James, traveled all this way, spent all this money to get a good yeah. seat, and you can't hear the main two guys. Wow. Yeah. I mean, no offense to Duff. All right, whatever. I mean, you He's might. He's a best player. He gets it. Yeah, you know, it, it can happen. It can happen. Uh, but yeah, wow, wow, wow. Just, just awful uh, to hear that can happen to people. And I'm glad both of you didn't really experience that. Um, when he, but when he stopped doing Estranged, I thought he was going to kick off. At one point, I thought, oh no. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. he laughed it off. Right? That's what I'm saying. Like, you see, yeah. you get that reminder. It's almost like. PTS Saxo Rose, like you can see that angry face, like oh god, you know he's in a, you know thanks to the lame ass secure, thanks to the lame ass sound, I'm going home, and yeah. yeah, that didn't happen just to stop it, and you know what, that's how that's a professional. Uh, you could there's a few ways to do it, even my low level of doing a ra- you know radio or podcast, you battle through it, you can redo it. I mean, there's different ways, but you you push forward and you finish the show. You, you finish the show. I think that's the most important thing. Um, yeah. I'm, I do miss the rants, though. Rants, <laughs> rants. I do miss them. I'm probably in a complete minority of Guns N' Roses fans, but I I just love it. I, I'm adoring the man since I was, uh, like, a teenager. I've always, you know, read things and watched things about him being really funny and sweet and kind. So it's just really nice for, like, the, the general public to be seeing that now. Um, yeah. After sort of the... Axel Rose, uh, the Rose reconnaissance, or what? Not reconnaissance. What was it? The oh, fuck. What's the Matthew they say about Matthew McConaughey? What's that word? Ma- Matthew McConaughey Renaissance. Yes. Oh, it's like his 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 comeback uh, after ACDC, where his his voice seemed to get the rasp back into it and everything. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, uh, it's kind of been like a yeah. reinventing Axel Rose. He's kind of really making a new narrative about himself. I think, mm. you know, that's a that's another word I can use. Uh, I'm trying to find the tweet of so I can call him out and, and kind of make fun of him because it goes back to Carrie Underwood, and 
there's a few things here. I know the set list has kind of been changed. The London show is for sound issues and things being cut short. But they've added things. They've moved songs around. Don't complain about the set list anymore. But this guy, he's like, you know what? After hard school, I'm like, it just seemed like a lot of the same stuff they played last time. I'm out. And he went with his wife and, and a couple kids. And then I'm like, you miss Carrie Underwood. I'm sure your daughters would have liked to have seen that. <laughs> and he just responds, oh, no, with an exclamation mark. I'm sorry I can't find the, the Twitter. So I, I'm just curious. Again, James and, and Jack, I know Carrie Underwood. I'm not expecting you guys to be also Carrie Underwood fans. But what do you think of that moment of her coming out and singing both Sweet Child and Paradise City? Well, the first time I viewed of her was um, when I saw her on stage with Axel, you know, the stagecoach, because country is not very big over there. No. So, but she sounded brilliant. My my wife and my brother-in-law didn't know who she was. <laughs> you know, uh, that's a good point. Jack, do you know who uh, Carrie Underwood is? I only know her from when she did Paradise City probably 10 years ago maybe more somewhere there's that video i remember the, the jean shorts there's probably enough said about those she was wearing some jean shorts at the time i believe and, and just, uh, as yeah. a teenager in all seriousness she absolutely smashed it she put in a high energy performance the vocals were on point the band played it um it, very close to how g and i would play it and i don't think guns had reformed at this point so I was made aware of her by that, by how much of a good job she did. And I've, I've watched that video subsequently on YouTube a, a few times because of how, how good it is. So when I saw her at Stagecoach come on, I thought that was that was good. Um, yeah, she, and Axel, it was nice to see Axel coming on cold and, and still doing a, doing a good job at 60. Um, so, yeah, it was, it, was, it was good to see it. I mean, uh, sweet child, I get it, fine, um, bring her out, but... Paradise City for me is the big closer. I, I don't really want Carrie. Just, I'm not. I don't want to go home thinking, yes, Carrie Underwood. Oh, <laughs> fuck off! You've had your five minutes. Let's get Axel. Let's get Axel back on board. There was no confetti. There was no pyro. I want that big da -da 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 right at the end. Everyone's going mad. Piss is getting thrown. This is angry. We should be applauding. Thank you. The religion has just come back into town. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it, it, she, yeah, she's good, she's good, but as a, 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 a traditionalist, let's say, um, I think it would have been better for her just to maybe have the one song. Okay, fair enough. And this is just fascinating to me because you're not the only one to say that. I got a lot of responses of, who's Carrie Underwood? Why? You know, And <laughs> I'm not a country music guy. You know, um, you, you like the, the Johnny Cash and the obvious ones. Uh, Hank Williams the third, you know, randomly because it's like kind of like country punk kind of thing. But needless to say, I'm not a, tr a traditional fan. I know of a lot of names just from working in radio, just being around country stations. I think I even did country station. Uh, I, w I I think I did uh, do some on air on a country station once just to get it on my resume, um, which is true. Uh, 96, 94.3, 97.3, The Wolf in the Hudson Valley. There you go. Uh, but with Carrie Underwood, yeah, she got her start, I guess, on American Idol. Why? Why would you guys know that? Uh, do you have like a? You probably do you have that version? Do you have like your version of that, or is it um, uh, with Simon Cowell? What is it? The one? Yeah, that, it was so. X Factor. Did you have American Idol? So we had Pop Idol, 
before, then that went to America, and then we had X Factor, X Factor. took over after that from, from Simon Cow. Yeah, so it's all the same thing. So she won the singing yeah. X Factor version of American Idol, whatever. And she ever since then, she's one of the few who have maintained a career after winning the, you know, that competition. I think she won, or just that's how she became famous, winning Grammy Awards. She's a country artist, you know, multi-platinum, all these just accolades. And she's been touting her fandom for Guns N' Roses for years. And so it is interesting that there is a side of the world that has no idea who she is. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, wow, this is a really cool crossover. Yeah, I'd rather, I don't know, Dave Mustaine come out or something, you know, rocking, you know, more so. But I'm happy for Carrie since she's a, a big Guns N' Roses fan. But again, it's that's why I like talking to people all over the world. Just puts things in, into perspective. Also reminds me, as I keep going, sorry, because... Jack, I want to. You were you were right. How you kind of want to claim Guns N' Roses as your own? Because it just reminded me of a comment, um, and I want to before I forget it. What Doug Goldstein told me, he argues that Guns N' Roses broke in the UK. He's like, that's where we really made a name for uh, themselves. So he's like, that's hmm. that's kind of like our home away from home. It'll be in his eventual book. And by the way, Doug is still his back is all fucked up, but we're still. We're working on the book, but slowly and surely, because it's like, how is he going to work on the book, lying on his back, writing and, and thriving in pain? He, he can't do it like that. So that's going to be an interesting book. Uh, yes, when when uh, when it comes out, yes, it will be. Yes, it will be. Because Doug likes to remind me. By the way, and you guys will appreciate this as Guns N' Roses fans. Everybody will. Then I'm like, aren't you going to get in trouble for saying any of these things? Or am I, like, are we going to get sued? I don't like. I don't have money to get sued. You know, thinking about like maybe what what happened in Matt Sorum's book, he's like, I didn't sign a non disclosure agreement. He's like, I was their manager. Why would I need to sign one? I quit. I didn't get fired. I quit. Why would I need to sign one? So he's like, I can say whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. Okay, all right, Doug. Cool. All right. So we'll see what. <laughs> see, that's to look forward to. Uh, so no Carrie Underwood. So let me ask though, what do you guys think about the new quote unquote new songs at this point? Uh, absurd and hard school. I love to get people's opinions on on that. We know my wife's opinion on an absurd, but James, what about you? Do you like uh, you know, do you like the song that should be heard? Absurd. <laughs> <laughs> I said that first time I said when that. I, when I first heard it, then uh, it was rock and Rio. Was it two thousand and one? It was Silk Worms, so, right? Was it Silk mm-hmm. Did not like it at all. And I was happy it didn't make the album. But when I heard the re-released version, obviously uh, absurd. Obviously got Slash's guitar on it. It was a bit more uh, acceptable. But Hard School, massive fan of Hard School. Really like that. Excellent. Yeah, just like with you when I heard that live version of Rock and Rio, I did not like it, Silkworms. (laughs) And whatever Slash and Duff did to it made me me like it. It makes me... I put up this uh, <clears throat> this picture. You you guys have seen Back to the Future, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully. You know the the scene uh, in in the gymnasium when they're playing Chuck Berry. You know I'm, this is an oldie, or you know you guys aren't ready for that yet for this yet, but your kids are going to love it. That part, mm-hmm. yeah. It just makes me think of like <laughs> Axel Rose about silkworms. You're not ready for this yet, but your kids are going to love it when it's called hard school or something like that. Uh, yeah, you guys, it's good. Yeah, I thought it was, it was pretty funny. 
Uh, so I'm good. What about you, uh, Jack? Are you uh, are you absurd? How do you feel about art uh, school? Uh, <laughs> I tried really hard with absurd, and I, I think the conclusion I've come to is, and it's very difficult for me to say because I don't think I even like my world. Mm-hmm. I'm in that camp, um, but I, I don't think that uh, absurd works for me. I actually went back and listened to the recordings of, of Silkworms of the live ones. And I think there's some bootlegs of Silkworms out there unless I'm, unless I'm mistaken, which I may well be. Um, and I preferred how it was back then. I don't think the chorus, I think the chorus works a lot better with how they used to have it. Um, so yeah, that was that. And, and hard school, it just seems very safe for me. Um, it's great. It's great to hear new music, but I don't know about Absurd and when Axel would have tracked those vocals, but certainly Hard School is vocals of, I would I would estimate, 2006, just by listening to his voice, that sort of tone that he's got there. So it's, it's, for me, it's quite hard to get into when I know, or at least I think I know, um, that it's not completely contemporary and up, and up to date. But it's just good to hear new music from them. I'd be sitting here first complaining that they haven't put out any new music. So, you know, what what do I want? Um, right. It's, it's very difficult for them, I think, right now. Um, I'd be interested to see if they do actually go and put out any any albums because I think amongst friends, it's uh, I, there seems to be an opinion that they don't think they will. But I'd be interested to know what you think. I think... You know, it is fascinating that after all this time, the first release that they put out is such a controversial, absurd, just with how abrasive the song is, the lyrics, it's just like, whoa. You know, if you're not a diehard, even the diehards like you guys, you know, may not love it. I don't know why uh, I like it. I've said it's not up there with my favorites. It's not There Was a Time. It's it's not Mr. Brownstone. It's It's not the classics. But it's something that I really enjoy being part of their repertoire now. But it makes mm-hmm. you think, and I'm trying to look up also, which is why, I would, again, eventually one day I'll offer a producer or someone who can help me just get stats on the on the go since I'm not good at multitasking. But one of the shows, this leg, I believe, Axel joked, here's a new song I wrote 20 years ago. I mean, it, it, was, it was something like that. So he mm-hmm. he's aware of what he's doing. And it just makes you think that why do these random, why release absurd, that is absurd. Why joke about a song, a new song that you wrote 20 years ago, and that be it, like unless you had other things planned. So it makes you hope for, and it's another thing we could talk about. Maybe you guys have an opinion on. I don't know if you, while I like comic books, I'm not a huge Marvel movie person. It's just, it's too much to keep up with that after a certain point. But with the new Thor, there are some reviews that have gone out, early reviews, and it just makes it seem like it's more than just Sweet Child of Mine. Like there's one of the quotes was there are Guns N' Roses epic battle scenes and so much Guns N' Roses. And there's this leaked um, a soundtrack list that has the hits on it, a few hits. I believe Welcome and Paradise and Sweet Child, even November Rain, which has never been used in a movie before. We you, Good trivia. Right, which has never been released, which makes it because November Rain is like a movie. So if, if Thor scored mm. November Rain, that's honest. I'll go see it just for that, which is just which crazy to me. Why not release a new song these ways? 
I don't know. So that's the problem I have. I'm like, they have music. They're all, they all can do it. I just don't, you know, they released these two songs they probably had in their back pocket, which I don't know how hard it was for them to put together with Absurd and Hard School basically being done and how fast and Duff, uh, Slash and Duff work. So why, what's the hold up? What's the hold up, bub? So I, I, I don't know. I don't know. So uh, that's my long-winded uh, response to, to, to that. Mm, I thought they were they were I thought COVID scuppered an album. I thought that this tour was being booked and they were just gonna put out an album after they announced it and that was gonna drive the, the ticket sales. So I don't know what kind of arenas if they're still doing stadiums in America or if they're doing back to arenas. Um nothing's scheduled stands, yet. But... Nothing's rescheduled yet. Now they're focusing on Europe and South America. Um no, so sure. I don't, I don't know, man. I really don't know. Uh, James, I know you, and I appreciate you religiously. You're one of the, the, my best followers on uh, the AFD podcast on Twitter. You I mean, you see me, we talk about this all the time, you and I on Twitter. Uh, yeah. Do you, for, do you foresee new music happening? Well, when they got back together in 2016, I, I 100% thought they would do an album, but because it's been so many years, I don't think it's coming. Mm. I think there's just enough. They've, the material they've got. If you think about it, it's just the illusions and appetite. It's crazy. Um, mm. It's that's how good they were. Do you know what I mean? So they don't need to. They don't need to. You're right. That's that's the argument for them not releasing an album. They don't need to. You know, yeah. if Slash has an outlet with Miles, if Duff, mm. Duff always fi- finds an outlet, they don't need to. Maybe it's just kind of my. You know, I'm on the side of the fan with high hopes and just hoping. But we hope for so many years of a reunion and we kind of got one. So take what we can get, I guess. Uh, So Mm -hmm. let me ask then. Show overall, waiting, some sound issues, stop and start. What did you think overall, James? What did you think overall of the show? I loved it. Um, I thought the set uh, was was fine because – you know, three and a half hour, you know, I think for my wife standing up for that long is is too much and she's got a bar back. Mm. So it, I thought it was perfect. But like Jack said, you know, they didn't play You Could Be Mine and I was a bit a bit shocked with that. But I can see why they dropped out Coma because that's, you know, a long one. And they didn't play Back in Black. Did not do either. So I was I was, I was perfectly fine. I, the sound, I thought, I thought the sound was brilliant. <laughs> Yeah, because those are now. Yeah, if you're waiting for a certain song, you know you have your favorites, and it's no again no fault to the band, and it gets cut. It can kind of, I don't want to say ruin your night, but it kind of leaves you being ah man. Like if, if things went according to plan, they would have played back in black, and, and you could be mine, and it just goes, fuck man, that sucks. So I I I feel for for you and the rest of the fans that still got a great show, a long show. But yeah. GNR, they set such a high standard; it's hard to live up to. You know, yeah. mm. uh, J- Jack, did you get did you get everything that you wanted out of this show, or what did it leave you wanting? No, I mean, I, as far as I sort of saying that, I, I kind of wish I went the second night. But upon knowing what I know now, I'm glad that I that I didn't. I wouldn't have got any more out of it than I already got from the first night. You know, um, it was just it was disappointing. As I say, I just wanted to see Locomotive. That's the only box I've got left to tick. 
um, I think, song-wise. Um, well, they have I really, yeah. really desperate to see. But they've been playing it on this tour because, I, again, I haven't been looking for purely the reason of wanting to be surprised. Nope, nope. So you're not... No. So they have. So you really you didn't miss it because everybody's missing it. Sure. So because I saw they put that back in at the end of the last run, didn't they? Oh man. Yeah, a couple times. You know, a dead horse, but all, as well, but not no. Of course, yeah. You didn't miss that. So that thankfully, I guess that's the silver lining. It's not like they cut locomotive, and you would you would yeah. have finally have seen it. You know, mm. they just didn't play it. Um, mm. Was there a highlight, Jack? What about like the highlight of the show for you? Probably uh, Reckless Life. I haven't I haven't heard them play that before. Nice. And I know they recently put, put that back in. That was great to hear that. Um, up tempo, fast. It was just what, what you want out of a, a Guns N' Roses tune. So yeah, that, that was probably my my personal highlight. Or a Night Train. It always goes down incredibly well. It's just one of the best hard rock songs ever put together. I think it's just dramatic and driving and everyone's in each other's arms and everyone tries to go really high and no one can do it, but no one cares. That's what it's all about. It's great. It's uh, really, really cool. Absolutely, man. What about you, James? What were your, what was the highlight for you? Um, I'm going to have to say either welcome to the jungle because obviously my wife hasn't seen him live hmm. and she was bouncing as soon as that kicked in. So on November rain, he sounded amazing, absolutely amazing. That's great. Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah, because sometimes November rain, if he's got um, he's got to hit it right. It's such a law. It's such a thing to live up to. Again, going back to the movie, uh, potentially being in Thor, it's such an epic song. And and if you want to see lights and everything during November rain and uh, the backdrop, everything, it's, it's such an epic part of each Guns N' Roses show. And thank that'll never be cut. That'll never be cut from the the set ever. Uh, so I, I said I was going to ask it earlier. Favorite piece of Guns N' Roses memorabilia, Jack? Do you have one? I do. I've been struggling to find it since I've moved. But I met um, Slash outside of Brixton show he did in let's go twenty twelve somewhere around there. Sure. Um, I was very Team Axel. Um, still at that time, not that I didn't like Slash, but I would love him. But um, so yeah, I wasn't up to date with with necessarily his his deep cuts on his most recent records. But Max took me along, and we we stayed outside, and and um, we queued for hour, well probably about an hour and a half. We tried, we got talking to the the tour bus driver outside Bricks. He was like, yeah, he'll come out. He always does. We're like, great. What we didn't realize for 40 minutes, we were queuing around one side of the building and the queue was forming to actually meet him around the other. So we had to go all the way to the back again. Um, and we queued up and I had my ticket and I, I saw him. He, uh, I said, oh, just, just got to say, Mr. Slash. I didn't say Mr. Slash. Um, you're the reason why I'm in a, ba- I'm in a band. And um, he goes, I'm sorry to hear that. And everyone <laughs> laughed. And I had the most wholesome the whole, most wholesome moment. So somewhere there is a signed slash ticket, um, but where that is, I do not know. But regardless, that that memory can't be taken from me. So, yeah, that's awesome. it for me for sure. Awesome, I love it. And what's the name of your band? Uh, the Rattlebacks. The Rattlebacks. Yeah. So think of us basically like Guns and Roses. <laughs> nice. Um, no, not at all. We it's, it's the. We're trying to be the band that was supposed to come after Guns N' Roses because you had your GNR, you had your Alice, and then Britpop came, and then all of a sudden you got your last sort of 
good rock music in the early, well, mid-noughties with Avenged and Bullet by Valentine and people like that, Linkin Park maybe. Um, but there's, there's never been a progression from there. Um, Skid Row may be the last hope. So, yeah, we're, we're trying to fill that that gap for people like me that there isn't this music out there now. So, yeah, that's that's that in a nutshell. Right. But thanks for asking. Yeah. Thanks for the plug. <laughs> no problem. And also, I want to see, can, uh, are you able to show your awesome axle tattoo that you sent me an Instagram of? Are you able to show it? I don't know where that if body I, part is. you don't mind me exposing myself. Oh, oh my God. God. Oh, God. Yeah, good thing. James, look away. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so. Oh, God. Go. Oh, God. He's unbuttoning. Oh, oh God. Where God. is this tattoo? Holy shit. He's pulling his pants down. my leg. Don't worry, chat. All right. Now his underwear is still on. Oh, it's on his upper thigh. I think it's going to be on his upper thigh. Hang on, thigh. hang on. We can do this. All right, he's falling down. You got it? Oh, yeah. Oh. So what's in his upper thigh? Uh, right right <laughs> thigh. And wow, look at that. Axel's face. And what does it say? Because silence isn't... Oh, that's from um, Locomotive, isn't don't it? Don't damn me. Oh, don't damn me. Forgive me. Oh. Jack, we lost you. Oh, no, I'm back. No, no I'm you're back. back. I think... <laughs> I came over all unnecessary. Beautiful. Like, that's, that's a really, uh, you know, for those who can see it on, on Twitter, like that's a, I mean, excuse me, on, uh, on YouTube. Wow, that's a really well done. I'm always afraid of people getting portraits. You see even with like, bad Axl Rose tattoos where it looks like Pauly Shore or Napoleon or something. This looks I like... get Leonardo DiCaprio a lot. Oh, really? That's fine. But I think people are just being wankers. Oh, okay. Fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. Uh James, you don't have to show us any tattoo as, uh, you know, we're not seeing any of you. Uh, do you have <laughs> do you have a favorite memorabilia yourself, piece of memorabilia, collectible? Yes, I, um, I've got a Use Illusion, um, like, do you know when they give it, like, a plat disc okay. to a band? I've got one that's presented to Tower Records for a sale of, I think it was a million and oh my God, I've got it wrapped up upstairs. I bought it off eBay back in 06. Hmm. It's, it's so cool. Right on. Nice. Very cool. Uh, I really uh, want a mic. Can someone source me a microphone? Oh, oh what? You want to get Axel's mic? Yeah, there's a person that is on the Not In This Lifetime. I think he's got two or three of these wow. fucking things. I don't know how that works. <laughs> That's a conspiracy. Stop it. It's like, it's not like it's like those people who can catch multiple foul balls in baseball. Like maybe you can do some mathematics, know where a home run is going to be hit. But I mean, does Axel always? Can you predict that? Like, does he have a certain trajectory? Can, I don't. I don't know. Three of them. That's insane. Also, uh, whatever. So if if anyone else has a, a microphone, an extra microphone out there, hit up Jack. And if you have lithographs, make sure you hit up Mister James Brown, the hardest working man in podcast business. Thank you so much. <laughs> no problem, because, yeah, I've, we've done episodes with, uh, many episodes with uh, Arian Bueller, who does a lot of these lithographs, and, um, yeah. wow, that's been kind of the, uh, like, unsung hero of this reunion, just the amazing artwork and that they put out there that, you know, I have on my walls, you know. It, it's awesome, so good. But what I don't get is... The only release was about 150 or 180, right. and the scalpers are buying them. They're not real fans, and they put them up for 500 pound. And oh, like, thanks for like mentioning, I'm looking for them. I'm just looking for a photocopy of the Axel or Slash, and I'm happy for that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I'm not into that. The people who just buy it to resell it—that's kind yeah. of fucked up. Like, you're not like 
for what to fuck up over another Guns N' Roses fan? That's not. Yeah, I'm not into that. So that's why. Yeah, no, I'm with you. That's why I really appreciate the person who sold Chinese Democracy on on eBay, only selling it for thirty bucks. I'm like, why well, are you gonna, why are you gonna rip off other fans? Just if, yeah. you, if you don't want it, you know, make make the money it's worth, and uh, you know, let's call it a day. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sounding like my, an old man already. Yeah, why can't everybody <laughs> get along? Uh. So that's what this these episodes are about. The reviews were going all around the world, showing that doesn't matter where we're from, how long we wait, we all love Guns N' Roses. And once we get there, you know, it's just um, I, so I, I thank you both for taking the time. So, I, again, I think this is going to be London Part 1, Double London Jive Part 1, because we only spoke about Night 1. And we're going to talk about Night 2 with Axel changing his his vocals, uh, perhaps getting... Sounded good. It did. It, it, it did, so it's going to be... You know, if you've listened online, guys, you know, I haven't listened to a lot of it, but the vocal styling is completely different where a lot of fans have been clamoring for this for years for other reasons, thinking he's 60, he can't sing like he's 20 anymore. I mean, that's a, that's a conversation we can have until we're blue in the face. But does this make Axel change his approach in the future, you know, where he's in that lower register? Or is this a one-time thing because he's sick? That'll be interesting because we are going to do a Dublin review. We have people coming on for, for Dublin, so I guess we'll find out soon enough. Nice. I'll be looking forward to it. All right, cool. Good to listen to. Thank you. Yeah, no problem, guys. So that does it for this episode of Appetite for Distortion. When will you see the next one? In the words of Axel Rose concerning Chinese democracy, you'll see it, I don't know, as soon as the word. security, I'm going home.